Principles for Receiving and Ministering God's Healing Power, Part 1. We're reading from the book of Luke, chapter 13, and verses uh, 10 through 17. Luke, chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bent over, and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work, therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord answered him and said, You sweet thing, you, no, excuse me, <laughs> hypocrite, <laughs> does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his, loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and this is what it says, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. This is a wonderful story. A true story. The first thing Jesus usually did before ministering God's healing power was to minister the Word of God. He probably taught it everywhere he went. He probably taught about the fact that he was anointed by the Spirit to bring deliverance and healing. Luke chapter 4, I'm going to read this to you from the fourth chapter of Luke, verse 16, where it says, He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And watch these next few words. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he talks about what he was anointed to do. He was anointed to preach. He was anointed to heal, to proclaim liberty, to proclaim uh, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty the oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable, acceptable year of the Lord. And it says that it was his custom to read this scripture from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 3, and then expound on it. So we can pretty much be sure that this was a major text of his wherever he went. He would teach the word and let the people know that deliverance and healing was available at that moment because he was there. Some believed it and received great manifestations from God. You remember the woman that had the issue of blood? That woman first heard about Jesus. You'll find it in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. And after she heard about Jesus, then she acted by faith and got her miracle. 
Did you know that your hearing is really important? I'm talking about it is really important to hear with your heart. The hearing that I'm talking about and that the Bible is talking about is uh, the type of hearing that embraces, receives, and trusts wholeheartedly in the message from God's Word. It's a receptive hearing that takes the Word and lays hold of the Word with receptiveness and expectation. This kind of hearing is the kind of hearing that also is willing to change old ideas and beliefs at the drop of a hat when it is presented with the truth that is according to God's Word. It's an eager hearing with the full intention to obey. Now, all of these things that I'm giving you is a definition of what this word hearing actually means. If you'll study the Gospels of Matthew through John, you will see that this was a great key to receiving manifestation of God's power. Jesus taught and preached the word everywhere he went. Why did he do that? Romans chapter 10, verse 17, you probably know it. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Paul further said in the 14th verse of the same 10th, of the same 10th chapter, he said, how can anybody believe the word? How can anybody believe the word concerning healing? How can anybody believe the word concerning deliverance? Unless somebody preaches it. Jesus would minister the good news or the gospel that deliverance and healing power and the anointing was in their midst and that if they would receive that anointing and would trust that he was anointed with the Holy Spirit to minister to them, then the miraculous would happen. Luke chapter 6 verse 17 says that many people caught on. They began to pay closer attention to his message of deliverance and they got their healing. It says in, in uh, Luke 6 17, it says they came to hear him and to be healed. So many dear ones want to be healed, but they have no desire to hear anything, especially if it goes contrary to their old dead church tradition. In Luke chapter 5, verse 15, we have the same thing repeated again. It says, the word about him spread more and more. And crowds, great crowds, were coming together to hear and to be healed of their sickness and their diseases by him. That's Luke chapter 5, verse 15. Now my question to you is, does that describe you? It should. It should describe me as well. Because Jesus said that people that have this kind of hearing, to them more will be given. That's in Mark chapter 4, verse 24.